0: I'm an American, and I believe in American ingenuity and hard work, unlike my friend here, Cam Brady, who believes that everyone should live in Rainbowland. Okay. I'm referring to a
1: 13-page doctrine written by Camden Brady called Rainbow Land.
0: I think anybody that writes about the redistribution of wealth sounds like a communist to me.
2: Am I right? Hold on. Simple story of a teddy bear giving a pot of gold to a leprechaun, okay? That's right. May I read from page seven? Him,
1: Please come with me to Rainbow Land, where unicorns are made of
0: fudge and cotton candy,
1: and everything is free. It's a fictitious place. Rainbow Land, it's fiction. I guess we're all idiots, according to Cam Brady. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Hey, hey. I do not want to live in Rainbowland, and you can't make me live in Rainbowland! This is America! You do not have to live in Rainbowland. You can go to Rainbowland. It Land. does not exist. It's a fictitious place. I was eight when I wrote it. It's what's right here. It's Communist
0: Manifesto. I won't go to Welcome to the main event. You know what? I opened up with that uh, scene from the campaign about Rainbow Land, And because it describes what we're seeing in uh, government this week, as well as last week and the week before. And, you know, the song, Tom Petty, Even the Losers Get Lucky t- Sometimes. You know what? I'm looking for a good, a good song about losers not getting lucky. You know what? Because New York City obviously there's too many losers and this time they didn't get lucky. You know what? Uh, for those of you that aren't, that aren't paying attention, which is most everybody, maybe not our listeners. So just so you guys are clear on, uh, on the perspective here, you know, New York city is, uh, New York city had Amazon, you know, the company that's taken over the world, the company that's putting all the, uh, all the, uh, retailers out of business, the company that's, uh, that's putting, uh, Scott, they put, they affecting your business.
3: Uh, no, not at this point. Well, I think they're impacting every brick and mortar business actually to an extent. We just don't know to what extent, but I'm sure we're being impacted. <laughs> Absolutely. That, you, know, you
0: know what? I don't, you know, why I didn't buy uh, my kids bikes at a, uh, at uh, an Amazon because they don't put them together. No, they haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, point yet. so Amazon is, uh, offered was thinking about moving their corporate offices, from Virginia to New York City. They are talk about bringing in 25,000 new jobs, $3.75 billion into Queens. Are you sure you guys want to go to Queens? A couple rich fellas like you should be in Manhattan. This ain't the Waldorf, but the palace. The palace sounds good, take
2: us there. No, I want Queens. We're not rich, we're ordinary
0: African students. Whatever you say, pal. What part of Queens you want? Take us to the most common part. That's easy. There's one thing Queens has got a lot of. It's common plots. Yeah, Queens is not the nicest area of New York City. Uh, I didn't spend very much time in there. We go, Don and I go to New York City about once a year and just screw off for three or four days. We're going in April this year. Uh, I think we went in April last year, but we're going in... Late April instead of early April because it was k- 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 cold last time. So, uh, but you know what? Queens is, I think we may have gone through there with the double-decker bus and uh, saw some things. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not the nicest area of Queens. And they were going to bring the corporate office of Amazon, the new ruler of the world, into Queens. Bring $3.75 billion per year. Per year of, you know what? How does that affect the neighborhood when you bring in 3.75 billion dollars of, of, uh, of uh, money into a neighborhood that's not really affluent?
3: Well, it's huge, Ed, and it's not only those jobs, but it's all the jobs that are created as a result of those jobs, right, Ed? Uh-huh. Cuz what do they say? What is it? One for one manufacturing job, you're basically creating like what another 8 or 10 or whatever the, whatever statistic you want to use for all the things that those people buy. Yeah, yeah, because once that job is in place, then those are the people that are paying to live there, those are the people that are paying for housing and grocery stores and entertainment. So it really has a domino effect. So yeah, New York really kind of screwed itself on this one. Yeah,
0: so uh so the city so the city and state of New York was off Amazon, who is going to spend $27 billion in 10 years in tax money to bring that tax money to the to the state, the state and the city, they offered them a 10% discount. So they were basically giving them a, a $3 billion reduction in fee reduction in taxes to bring their corporate headquarters to Queens and apparently you got a bunch of loser idiot democrats that don't know how business works that don't understand anything about business um and the uh uh they just don't know they don't understand and you know and there's a bunch of politicians that say wait 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 we're giving them three billion dollars that's not right listen to how stupid alexandria ocasio-cortez is
2: i mean it shows that everyday americans still have the power to organize and
0: fight for their communities and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world.
3: The city was paying for those jobs. So frankly, if we were willing to give Amazon three, if we are willing to give away $3 billion for this
0: deal. We could invest those $3 billion in our district ourselves if we wanted to. We could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that
3: money if we wanted to.
0: Hey, guess what? You can't put those people to work because you don't have that money. That money was just a discount on money that was coming in that you guys don't have. You also can't create the jobs that they were going to create. And you can't bring in the income tax money that those jobs were going to create. And if you listen to that clip longer, she talks about how the people around, they were going to see an increase in housing
3: prices. Hey, you know what? Would you like it if the value of houses in your neighborhood went up? Well, yeah, and it's because people are employed and they can actually hopefully afford to live there. That's kind of how things work. Look, as a small business owner... I'm not a big fan of Amazon. I'm not. I see where the direction is going. Everything is going automated. Amazon will rule the world at some point. Hopefully, Ed, you and I will be incoherent in a nursing home at some point before that happens. But Correct. but I will say I, I do enjoy watching the left eat itself because you have Mayor Bloomberg, uh, another idiot, who's just freaking out about this because he just lost billions coming into his city coffers. Gazillions, oh, more my like.
0: Because the billions are just the, the first part. Plus the uh plus the income tax, plus the sales tax, plus the uh value of the homes, and then all the people that are there are gonna be refinancing and pulling equity out of their homes to buy other stuff. You know what? That's the kind of stuff that turns a whole economy around. That kind of influx of jobs from uh from a company with unlimited amount of cash. He's gotta be he's gotta be, you know, shooting him. He's got a, he's got a bullet hole right in the top of his foot. He just shot himself well, somewhere.
3: And, of course, the biggest fundamental question, AOC, how do you pay for all the free stuff? How do you pay for all this, Ed? (laughs) Where does that money come from? Hopefully it comes from somebody that's rich. Yeah, well, the money to pay the teachers and the cops and the subway repairs you're talking about, where does that money ultimately come from? The government doesn't create wealth. I know. It doesn't. It It distributes it, but it doesn't create it.
0: This is the problem with the Democrat Party Mm. taking their lead from idiots. Mm. And, uh, hey, she's a 29-year-old bartender, but now she thinks she's a... uh, She's a, got an MBA in uh, in economics. She does not know. Hey, she makes a good Bloody Mary, though. So anyway. So anyway, we got off on that. We didn't do our intro yet. So for those of you that don't know who we are, my name's Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation. Your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California. Offices throughout Southern California. Uh, you know, doing business in California, Arizona, Ohio, Texas, and Florida now. Soon to be Nevada and many other states. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And one last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk, but you don't want to go, but you don't want to talk on the phone, you want some information, but I don't want to talk to him yet. Uh, go to wccloans.com. put in uh, check, uh, click on looking for a loan. Click on apply now. Give me as much information as you want. Put in how much information you want back and you'll hear back from and tell us how you want us to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. So we'll talk to you by email or text or smoke signal or we'll call you after you're not at your job and uh, you can actually talk. Or maybe you'll give us your phone number after we tell you, yep. What you're thinking about is quite possible. Regardless, wccloans.com. If you want to hear some some something that said today, that's uh, repeated. EdHoffman.net has the podcast page where you can uh, listen to this show as well, several de- uh, uh, past shows, download them for free uh, on demand, or you can get the uh, podcast on demand at SoundCloud or iTunes, and you can subscribe for free, have it download to your, your computer, your uh, your phone, your iPod, your iPad, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your whatever. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, for those of you, I didn't introduce Scott yet. Scott McAfee, uh owner of uh, Don's Bikes in uh, Rialto and Redlands and soon to be.
3: Uh, we're talking about other locations now. I don't uh, want to say anything on the air though. All right. I so, want to get too so just, uh, you know,
0: coming soon to a bike path near you. There you go. Uh, Scott, welcome back once again. And it's a damn dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah, we do. So it's, uh, hell, it does, it does make it more fun and a little, uh, you know, Scott's uh, Scott's Scott and I uh, bounce off each other. I'm I'm more. Uh, he's a little bit more polished, and I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm the I'm the ragged edge of, know, of our duo. The
3: funny thing was, I ran into somebody at a gas station. that had my Don's bike's car, and they go, "Oh yeah, you're the guy on the radio." I said, "Oh yeah," and he said, "You know, Ed is like a sledgehammer, and you're like a surgeon." And I'm like,
0: "Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. You are. Uh, you." You know what you talk about being politically incorrect, but I think I think there's certain certain language that comes more natural to me than mm. you. Okay, fair enough. So uh, that gets I guess you're more you're more ready. <laughs> it's a for good prime balance, time. Ed. I'm the I'm the not ready for prime time, and you are the closer to ready for prime <laughs> time. So uh, so hey, you know we had a whole outline for our show that our uh, our uh, show prep girl uh, Brooke put together, and then Trump went on the made a speech this morning and declared a national emergency. Um, I listened to the speech this morning. I thought it was great. Um, he laid out apparently we're not gonna get what we uh what we want out of the budget deal, and apparently in front of whether he signs it or not, because as of Friday morning, uh he hasn't signed it yet. Um, but it's not what he wanted. It's not what he wanted, and he's just declaring a national emergency. We're gonna build the wall regardless. Hey, you know, if we don't get it from Congress, we're building it anyway. I promised it. We're gonna do it. It is a national emergency. The uh, the the uh, he brought on. He had some angel moms there. One of them, Zach, that we'll actually play in a couple of minutes. It's from Rancho Cucamonga, and uh, I don't know where the other one was from. I think she was from Maryland, somewhere in the back east. I want to, I want to say Maryland, but it might be a New. I forget anyway. Um, but one had her uh, uh, her daughter killed by uh, by. Um, illegal aliens and one had a husband and uh and he brought up brought him up and said hey you know what this isn't a manufactured crisis and and they stood up and held pictures of their of their of their loved ones that had been killed by illegal aliens for no reason for no reason and i thought it was a good speech i thought he laid it out he was strong um we didn't have time to clip it because just this morning we clipped a couple things but um he he was good. He said, "Hey, this is what we got to do. This is why we have to do it." Um, there's all kinds of nonsense going on with uh, with the Democrats, where they you know they don't want to they don't want to get behind this. And I promised the American people that we were going to do this, and we're going to do it. Um, do you have any more comments on uh on not the really itself? other than I just
3: still love his style. I mean it's a very direct, matter of fact. Let me just tell let me just cut out the B S and tell it like it is kind of style and it's it's kind of appealing. I may not agree with everything that's on the spending bill, maybe if we have time we can talk about that, but but it was a good speech. I'm sure we speech.
0: I'm sure we will next week. because we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit in a few yeah. minutes. But uh, we don't know exactly what everything is. It's 1,165 pages, and they gave everybody about a day and a half, including sleeping time to read it. I'm sure there's probably speed reading geniuses. Hey, you got these 10 pages. It's got 20 pages. It's got... And they go through it and look for gotchas. Um, I know... As of uh, Thursday night they were saying, hey we're looking to see what kind of stuff they hid in here and uh, before we sign she go, unlike uh, what Sarah Sanders said unlike uh, unlike some other people in in politics we like to read it before we sign it So uh, see what we're signing uh some good parts were after his speech he took some questions let's hear the first one
2: let's go let's hear it NBC please. thank you Mr President I just want to say when uh, in the past when President Obama tried to use executive action as it related to immigration you said the whole concept of executive a- uh, order it's not the way the country's supposed to be run you said you're supposed to go through Congress and make a deal well you can see that you were unable to make the deal that you had promised in the past and that the deal you're ending up with now from Congress is less than what you could have had well, before a 35 day well, shutdown
1: I went through Congress I made a deal I got almost 1.4 billion dollars when I wasn't supposed to get one dollar, not one dollar, he's not going to get one dollar. Well, I got 1.4 billion, but I'm not happy with it. I also got billions and billions of dollars for other things. Port of entries, lots of different things. The purchase of drug equipment, more than we were even requesting. In fact, the primary fight was on the wall. Everything else we have so much, as I said, I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. But on the wall they skimped so i did i was successful in that sense um but i want to do it faster i could do the wall over a longer period of time i didn't need to do this but i'd rather do it much faster and i don't have to do it for the election i've already done a lot of wall for the election 2020 and the only reason we're up here talking about this is because of the election because they want to try and win an election which it looks like they're not going to be able to do. And this is one of the ways they think they can possibly win is by obstruction and a lot of other nonsense. Uh, And I think that uh, I just want to get it done faster. That's all.
3: Yeah, I think he was uh, back in your face. Yeah, it was was a great response. And and as, as we just said, a lot of the details on this bill remain to be seen. There's some bad things in there. And there are some people that are calling for Trump to not sign it. Uh, there's provisions in there that apparently allow certain municipalities, certain mayors, they have to give approval where they want a, a border wall in their city or not. Well, that kind of screws us in California, doesn't it, Ed? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, God. I don't know about the
0: mayors, but we certainly Texas are... is
3: fine. We're kind of hosed. They're all going to just come right through California. That's what this means. Yeah, well, if
0: the high-speed rail ever gets finished, they'll have high speed. It can, they can come over through uh, through uh, San Diego and jump on the train and go straight to San Francisco.
3: How about, yeah, the, how about the Tijuana to San Francisco <laughs> high-speed rail? Oh, they will. We should fund that. Yeah, somebody,
0: okay. somebody should. Hey, right. Mexico will pay for it. There you go. One way or the other. And then uh, let, then he uh, he called on Jim Acosta. This is a good one.
2: Yes, Jim Acosta. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I, I wonder if you could comment on uh, this disconnect that we seem to have in this country where you are presenting information about what's happening at the border, calling it an invasion, talking about women with duct tape over their mouths and so on, and yet, there's a lot of reporting out there. There's a lot of crime data out there. There's a lot of uh, Department of Homeland Security data out there that shows border crossings at a near record low. That shows undocumented immigrants committing crime at lower levels. That shows undocumented criminals or undocumented immigrants committing crime at lower levels than native-born Americans um what what do you okay, say you, to you your, don't you don't really believe that. What, do you really believe what, that what, do, you say, Take what do you a look you at is. our federal prisons. i believe i believe in facts and statistics okay and any more quick let's go let me just ask you this what do you say to your critics who say that you are creating a national emergency that you're concocting a national emergency here in order to get your wall because you couldn't the get it through other ways
1: what do you think you think i'm creating something ask these incredible women who lost their daughters and their sons okay Because your question is a very political question, because you have an agenda. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. Uh, The numbers that you gave are wrong. Take a look at our federal prison population. See how many of them, percentage-wise, are illegal aliens. Just see. Go ahead and see. It's a fake question.
3: You know, it's interesting, Ed, I did look up that question. It shows, depending on what you believe, somewhere between 25 percent to a third of people in federal prison are here illegally. That is a staggering number. Even If it was only 10 percent, I'm like, okay, that's still staggering. That means that means we should be locking the border down right now, even even if it's only five percent, Ed. And even if they commit crimes at a lower rate than American citizens, I keep hearing that one. What? So let's say it's half. That that alone, we don't need any more crime, right?
0: We don't need crime and and you know the money they, they think it's gonna cost for the wall. How much is it gonna save in prison cost?
3: Well, not only prison costs, but everything else <laughs> healthcare costs, educational costs. Um, when I went to the emergency room, it's full of illegal aliens. Well, I'm just I'm just guessing it could be wrong. Could be oh, wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, you had to say illegal immigrant. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, so yeah, there's a huge cost to this. That's not being factored in. And, and yes, Jim Acosta, he doesn't have to live around it. He, I'm sure he lives in a nice gated community somewhere and his kids probably go to a private school and he doesn't sit in the waiting room along with me uh, at in the middle of the night in the ER when I have to get medical care for some reason. He doesn't deal with it. Nope.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't deal with it. And, you know, they don't he doesn't see the cost. Maybe he cheats on his taxes. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't care where his tax money goes. I'm sure he's highly paid and uh, maybe he doesn't care where his tax money goes. But uh, I do. Uh, so after uh, after Acosta spoke after the after this, the angel moms, the two two of the angel moms uh, hit up uh, uh, Jim Acosta and got in their face a little bit and told him that hey, Trump is exactly right. This is a problem. And one of them is named uh, Agnes G- Givney, Um That she's from Ranch Cucamonga, so she's here local, and uh, she actually lost her son, and she. Got in, uh, in uh, Acosta's face And then he's doing a broadcast And had her in the background And actually let her speak
2: Some of these folks came up to me right after this press conference was over. Some of these very nice ladies here, and they're holding up these pictures of these loved ones who lost their lives. Uh, Ma'am, you were just telling me a few moments ago this happened to you as well.
3: Yes, I'm a legal immigrant. My family came to the right channels. And this is my only son, Ronald Da Silva, who was murdered by a previously deported illegal alien. We need to secure our borders to protect American citizens. President Trump is completely correct on this issue. We need to protect this country.
2: Okay, and thank you very much for sharing your story, ma'am. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and then he went on to pander about. You know, he's he was basically certainly backsliding because he was embarrassed to be saying the things he wanted to say in front of people that had lost family members.
3: Sure, and I, I'm gonna I am gonna give him credit though for actually putting her on the camera. I'm surprised. I'm actually shocked because this is a story that CNN and a lot of the left wing media does not want you to hear. And I remember I got I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, Ed, and one of the things I remember distinctly from my education was they listed you know what are the top most stressful things you can go through as a human being, and in the top ten were things like divorce, things like loss of job, uh, very, you know, terminal illness, that sort of thing. But I remember, Ed, the top of the list was death of a child. Nothing worse. I, and I can't imagine, you can't imagine as a parent, that's about, that's about one of the worst things that could happen to you. And, and I think until that happens to you or, or Jim Acostas, maybe somebody you know, that's when all this talk becomes real. You really have a master's degree in psychology? I do. Did you know that? I did not know. I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in clinical psychology. So yes, <clears throat>
0: there makes, you go, maybe, Ed. Maybe that's why you're the surgeon. I'm the <laughs> sledgehammer. I'm a, I'm a college dropout like Steve Jobs. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I can tell you for a fact because uh, uh, I'm married to a woman who lost a child, and it wasn't to an illegal alien, but it was to cancer. Mm. And I will tell you that I've known since the day I met her um, eight years later that there's a part of her that's missing yeah. uh, because it died. And, and the parent never gets over that. You know, sure. they get to where they can tolerate it, the where they can deal with it, but they, they never get over it.
3: Right. And that's horrible. No matter what the circumstance, but with cancer, at least there's nothing you could probably do. This is a senseless death, a senseless death that Reagan and Carter and Clinton and Obama, they they all could have prevented this, all of them. Uh, but now it's an issue that fortunately, Trump's at least taken head on.
0: Yep, exactly, and he's not gonna be back down. When we get back from the break, we're gonna talk about the stuff that we were supposed to talk about uh, on our outline when we uh, this morning when before we uh, started, before we had when we had our uh, our plan our show planned. And uh, we're gonna talk about some of the things that are in the in the bill that Trump will either sign today or they won't. And today being Friday, so you're listening to us on Saturday. So we'll uh, by the time you listen to this, you'll know whether he signed it or not and uh but we'll talk about some of the things that are in it that you may or may not know and uh we'll talk about uh some of the some of the backlash that uh he's getting from the other side but uh first you have to listen to five minutes of uh of traffic and weather and commercials and sports uh stuff that doesn't interest any of you guys but listen to it anyway and we'll be right back with part two of the main event And welcome back to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital, your local direct mortgage lender. We don't talk about uh, real estate or financing on this show very much because uh, most of you probably feel it's uh, boring unless you're in the market. But if you're in the market to buy a house, for yourself to live in for a vacation home for an investment property, or for one of your kids or, uh, your brother-in-law who's, uh, been living on your couch for the uh, last year and a half. Um, and you need financing, call me toll free at 640 2020, 640 2020. And one last time day or night toll free area code eight, five, five, six, four, zero. 2020 the uh you know we all sell about you know everybody you finance with everybody we all have the same basic uh products we all have the same basic rates we all get our money the same place the difference is um who's taking care of you who's uh thinks like you if you hear someone that thinks like you and you want financing uh call me or go to wccloans.com uh if you if you're just joining us on in the studio with me as of quite often my sidekick mr scott mcafee uh, owner of don's bikes the greatest place to buy a bicycle uh, on the on the face of the earth, uh, as long as you're near Rialto or Redlands. Great to be back in the house, Ed. All right, so I bought one. I bought one for my granddaughter, but I wasn't either way. But you delivered it to the radio station, so that was easy. Mm-hmm. So it was was really was really good. We my- will
3: deliver. We will deliver.
0: All right, you will
3: really. We're like Amazon. Damn straight, we will. Hey, uh, Uber, Uber, just. Log on to
0: your Uber Bikes app, and they'll uh, they'll deliver it to your house. So uh, before the before the break, we were talking about Trump's speech. We were talking about how stupid the uh, uh, Democrats are and how they they just screwed themselves out of out of uh, a gazillion dollars in uh, New York by uh, pushing Amazon out. And you know what? You know you had mentioned, hey, as a as a business owner, you don't like what Amazon's doing. But
3: is there anything we can do about it? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, for me, if you want to ask that question as a business owner, what we're attempting to do is be- become better online real, uh, uh, resellers ourselves mm-hmm. to be, to become better online, have a bigger online presence. And it also means that we need to focus on things that Amazon can do. Like we were talking about during the break, it's the customer service, it's face-to-face interaction. Amazon hasn't been able to duplicate that yet. So that's one thing that, that small business owners still have going for us for and, now, for and, now.
0: But technology, technology is coming on us. Yes. In, and it's you either learn to adapt or you get out of get out of the way. This is true. And uh, so if that's if that's the case, hey, you know there's a whole bunch of jobs coming to your town. All you got to do is give a little discount on taxes. Uh, you know what? If they just cut the taxes, a lot of business will come to their town. So and all the regulations are so he- so heavy duty that you know the a lot of the smaller companies can't afford them. So you got a big company that's coming in. Get out of the way. Let it happen. So anyway, let's talk about. We've been talking about the uh, the spending bill that may or may not have been uh, signed by now, and why Trump uh, declared the state of emergency. Um, some of the things that are on the bill: he he's got three hundred and thirty-three billion dollars. Uh, One point three billion is going going for the new border barrier. So for the wall, we wanted they wanted. Uh, they wanted a uh, 5.7. We don't know for sure if Trump really wanted a couple of billion or what he wanted. But, you know, having read uh, The Art of the Deal, um, I think if he wanted 5.7 out of this budget, uh, he very well may have only was only, was maybe only looking for two. So I don't know. I, I don't know but uh, what his plan is, but he's going to get everything by, you know, and, and probably 1.4 billion plus the money he has. We'll we'll use up for the next year because you know uh, when when the uh, the courts tried to stop the the uh, the travel ban from the Muslim co- countries, they took it to the Supreme Court and it took about a year till the Supreme Court said yeah he's got the right to do this, and but it took about a year so a year from now when they're running out of time ta- we're running out of money for uh, to con- continue the wall it's about the same time that the supreme court will say yeah he's got the right to do this and make it happen
3: well yeah it's interesting you bring that up cuz you know damn well they've already got that judge picked out and ready and w- ready to go right Yep. whoever and- it is some judge in some obscure district <clears throat> why the judges have this kind of power to block a presidential order i have no idea I have no, it doesn't make any sense to me, but, but you know, that person's already waiting in the wings to make it happen. And
0: and one thing we, one thing we also know is that we have a new attorney general this week. Uh, Bill Barr is our new, was confirmed as our attorney general on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we have a new attorney general. So maybe the attorney general will actually do his job and maybe uh, control those guys. We'll find out. We'll I'm find ass- out. I'm assuming. Okay, more stuff in there. Uh, money for technology, port infrastructure, uh, customs, and border protections. The administration could hire as many as 1,200 new border patrol officers. They get $100 billion in technology funding aimed at stretches of the borders between ports of entry as, as another $112 million for aircraft and sensor
3: systems, which is all
0: great technology. See, to
3: me, this is a bunch of crap we really don't need it. I mean, look, if you've got a wall, you need actually fewer border patrol agents. Doesn't that make sense? Yep.
0: Yep, it's just like hey, if you have kiosk in McDonald's, you need fewer pimple-faced uh, high school kids <laughs> taking your order. But you know what? Uh until they till the minimum wage gets to $15, some of McDonald's just aren't some people aren't doing it yet, but it'll happen. It'll happen. So uh they've been they've been uh the Democrats have been calling on a solution for the border crisis after that $564 million aimed at beefing up scanning ca- uh, capability at ports where the majority of drug smuggling and human trafficking occurs, but will it work? Who knows. Uh, there's a soft cap on ICE detention. This is what I don't understand. Yeah, they they want to reduce the the facilities that that uh, Immigration
3: Customs Enforcement has to house detainees. That that makes no sense whatsoever. If those facilities are already in place, why would you why in your right mind would you want to reduce them? That's like saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna reduce the size of our prison by like thirty percent or whatever. Well, what does that mean? That where are those people gonna go? Well that means you have less capability of housing criminals, right, Ed? Yeah, and, and they're saying, Hey, you know
0: what? <laughs> uh, Trump wants to put kids in cages and they show a picture from the Obama Obama uh uh administration time when there was some kid laying on the ground behind a behind a chain link fence and hey he's putting them in cages well that wasn't during the Trump time and uh they're giving them basic day camp day camp beautiful clean facilities there um that you'd be proud to send your own kids to for camp for a couple of weeks um and you know and what's what's a massive government funding bill without a whole bunch of pork here's what else is in the bill A federal pay raise. No, really? The bill reverses a federal pay freeze instituted by the Trump administration last year. Government workers will see an across-the-board 1.9% pay increase. Federal workers in some areas with high cost of living, like Washington, D.C., where most of the swamp lives, will get a raise uh, up to 2.2%. I don't know. Um, Hey, we're, uh, we're drowning in debt. We can't afford to pay for the stuff that we need, much less the stuff that every that uh, the Democrats are promising. And so let's just stop giving pay raises. You know, we closed the close the the government down partially. It costs 13.5 billion dollars to have people doing nothing to save
3: 5.7. Somebody in the government doesn't know how to do math. Well, not only that, Ed, but it's an obvious problem when the person in in government actually makes more. If you look at the averages, than people who work in the private sector, well, you know, because they're able to, to to what vote on their own pay raises effectively. Exactly. And this is another example of that.
0: The bill also provides a billion dollar increase in Census Bureau funding. You know those people that come to your door and say, "Hey, you didn't mail in your census. Can you tell <laughs> me? Can you tell me how many people live here?" How many people are under age 12? How many people are under age 21? How many people are this? Can you but tell me? But they can't ask
3: you... if you're here legally though.
0: Yeah, they're they're not allowed but we need to make sure that we do a study on everybody. Does it matter? You guys still think 11 billion uh, illegal aliens are in this country, but they've been coming over a million dollar, a million people a year since the 1990s and we're still saying 11 billion. Or 11 million. I think it's more like 40 million. Um, so, uh, so we we, we spent a billion dollars on that extra. We got a billion dollars, which is 21 million above the Trump administration's request. Uh, so, with the 1.375 billion of money going into heavily restricted wall funding, the president has to declare a national emergency. Sorry, Speaker Pelosi. But it's important to note that when the president declares this emergency, first of all, it's not an emergency. What's happening at the border? It's a humanitarian challenge to us. The president making an end run around Congress. Here he said, let us respect what the committee will do and then walks away from it.
3: Oh, that's that's good to know, Ed. I thought it was a big mess. She actually said it was a humanitarian problem. It's not a uh, it's not a crisis, Ed. Yeah, but you know what? We don't want to talk
0: about humanitarian about oh. uh, you know passing bills that let you uh, do abortions till you know the day of delivery. Don't get me started, Ed. No, I, I I don't. I want to get. I could. We would use up the rest of the time that we have today, um, both of us, by declaring the emergency. The president gets access to funds from other government agencies to build the wall. There are about eight billion dollars that coming from uh, Treasury forfeiture front, two and a half billion from the Department of Defense. With White House over the last, uh, so the the Department of Defense has been consulting with the White House over the last few months, according to Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, my hero. Uh, They committed three and a half billion from the military construction budget, and then filled the remaining gap from the drug interdiction account and some smaller funds.
3: Speaking of which, did you hear what Ted Cruz is proposing? They take all the money that they seize from El Chapo to pay for the wall. It's like twenty-five billion, Ed. Yeah, why don't why don't they do that? (laughs) I don't know why don't they they have the money why not wouldn't that what, be ironic what are they that getting? would be one way of Mexico paying for the wall right yeah,
0: why don't they I, it's,
3: uh, it's amazing to me that
0: this is not
3: serious no it is it should be taken seriously so anyway
0: let's talk about the green new mess Um, so let's go on to uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's green new deal we've been talking about it for a couple weeks I just haven't covered it that much because uh, I don't know we had so much else to talk about in so little time uh, Democrats continue to let the 29-year-old socialist taking over their party, AOC, run uh, run around the East Coast trying to sign up support for the Green New Deal. Uh, you know we call it the Green New Mess. What exactly is the Green New Deal? Even Nancy Pelosi doesn't know. What well, Politico asked her this week if it would uh, take be part of the Democrats' climate change plans. Here's her response. She says, it will be one of several or maybe suggestion that we receive. Uh, Nancy Plus said, the green, the new green, dream, the green dream or whatever they call it. Nobody knows what it is, but they're they're but they're for it, right? Uh, it's moronic.
3: Well, yeah, it's not based on reality. And it's funny because you see a kind of a split, again, within the Democrats. They don't want to acknowledge how stupid they've actually gotten. And the fact that they've left this gal in, and she's, she is, I believe, a very powerful individual, probably one of the most powerful po- politicians in the United States right now. But but the, I guess the question for me is, this: is this going to drive people? How stupid does the left need to be to drive more common sense people over to our side of the aisle? I don't know how yeah, stupid yeah, it's got
0: to get. How stupid do you have to be before... You guys that just hate Trump, um, just say you know what, it, this just doesn't make any common sense anymore. Listen to some of this stuff: the Green New Deal resolution, a ten-year plan, a ten-year plan to mobilize every aspect of American society at scale, not seen since World War II, to achieve the net zero, net zero greenhouse gas emissions, and create economic prosperity for all. Uh, it will move America to 100% clean renewable energy in 10
3: years. And where's that coming from, Ed?
0: I don't know, but okay. there's a whole bunch of people in the oil <laughs> Hamsters. in the oil industry and in the coal industry that are going to be out of business. Okay. Create millions of family supporting wage union jobs. Well, there's a whole bunch of people in the oil industry and in the coal industry and the and the car and the and the car production industry and a whole bunch of industries are going to lose their jobs, but it's going to create millions of family supporting Support family, supporting wage, union jobs. Ensure a just transition for all communities and workers to ensure economic security for all people and communities that have historically relied on fossil fuel. So it's going to ensure that no one loses their job. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. Ensure justice and equity for frontline communities by prioritizing investment, training, climate and community resiliency, economic and environmental benefits in these communities. Yeah. How build on uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's second bill of rights by guaranteeing a job with family, sustaining family and medical leave uh, vacations and retirement security. How's it going to do that? High quality education, including higher education, trade schools, clean air and water and access to nature. That's that's a good one. It's gonna give everybody clean water in nature and access to nature, <laughs> healthy food. <laughs> yep, we're gonna ban junk food. And if you listen to Corey Booger, um, we people just aren't gonna have access to beef. You know what? Them are fighting words in my eyes. Uh, you know, you take to get my gun away from me before you get the beef away from me. They'll take your steak out of your cold dead fingers, Ed. Exactly. <laughs> high qual. Everyone's gonna have high quality health care. We don't have that now. Yeah. So why would you think why would you think we'll have it then safe affordable adequate housing? Okay, where's that coming from? Economic environment free of monopolies.
3: I like monopoly by the way. It's a fun game. But yeah, but it's
0: yeah, but free of monopolies. We're gonna we're gonna ensure that the little guy can compete with the big guy. So that's keeps the monopolies. How are you gonna do that when it's too expensive to do business? Last one's my
3: favorite one here.
0: Yeah, except here's the this is the favorite one. <laughs> economic security for all who are unable or unwilling to work. Count me in. Where hey, where do I sign up for this, Ed? I don't know. I want
3: I want economic security. I just don't think I want to work anymore. Then you're guaranteed that paycheck according to this. It's funny because I guess this thing got taken down like pretty quick because maybe people actually started to read it that have half a brain and go, huh? Yeah, exactly. What is this crap?
0: What it, what is this crap? You know, d- does any of this stuff make any sense to anybody? Uh I I don't understand. And th- then yet another uh Democrat senator you've barely heard of entered the race for the run for president 2020, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. Uh and she announced her uh she announced her her uh her candidacy uh in a in a blizzard. Um so she's and she's
3: making a larger point about climate change. I don't know global global warming. Oh, they don't call it that anymore, Ed. Don't you remember they changed the name to climate change?
0: I know. This, so so it doesn't matter whatever
3: the climate. So if there's a rainstorm or a sunstorm or it's really hot,
0: it all proves there's climate change. <laughs>
3: yeah, because climate does change. In fact, Ed, and it would be really dumb to be talking about global warming standing in a freaking blizzard. Don't you think? I th- I think, but you know what? I I used to. You know,
0: this has been going on for my fifty-seven years. Yeah. My mom told me it was called seasons.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Hey, you know, in the winter it gets cold and rainy and snowy, and depending on where you live, and in the summertime it gets hot. And uh, in okay. the spring, in spring the flowers. <laughs> the flowers come out. You know, uh-huh. uh, April showers bring May flowers. I remember hearing. And uh, in the fall, it gets windy. Good time to fly a kite. And then it starts <laughs> to get cold. And then we go trick or treating.
3: Mm, you're making it sound way too simple, Ed. Uh, just seemed common
0: sense for me okay so uh so let's see here amy klobuchar used the the blizzard surroundings of her announcement to make a larger point about climate change the next day fox's brett bear asked her to chime in on the green new deal
3: So I view this as a framework for discussion, but nothing that we are not going to reduce air travel right now. We are not going to um, get rid of all of these industries right now. We just need to start as a country, seeing it as an aspiration to do better than we're doing now.
0: Yeah, that's a pie in the sky. And what does Klobuchar think of the economic security part of the plan? Probably the same thing most Democrats think, but uh, they're too afraid to say
2: economic just, security for all who
0: are unable or unwilling to work um i i don't agree with the unwilling to work
3: well i don't agree with any of it <laughs> well it's it's kind of it's interesting when she says we're not going to get rid of those industries right now well when are you going to get rid of those industries like a year or two or five that this is this kind of stupidity is just dangerous it's really dangerous and she knows it too she knows it hey i'm i am under the
0: i am under, under the impression that we will stop buying cars in the future when when driverless cars are coming up and down the street and you just go on your f- smartphone and say hey I need a ride to to work and it's 2 miles away and some Uber driverless Uber car will come by pick you up and because there's no drivers it'll be really cheap it won't make any sense to buy cars anymore i see that happening in the in the in the uh, in the future okay i can see i can see it's coming on but it's not gonna happen in five years and it's not gonna happen in ten years. It's gonna take a long time for us Americans to to stop driving cars.
3: Well, we better do it quick though, Ed, because in twelve years the world's gonna end according to AOC. Uh that's correct. 12 that years. is that is
0: correct. So uh so you know, where does the where does the Green New Deal's now infamous reference to cows emitting methane? And we can't use the F word, in.
3: by the way. Oh yeah, we can't even yeah. though Rush did, but Dances we, yeah, can't, we can't, we don't we'll,
0: rate. We'll call it bovine flatulence. That's, okay, that's like cow. Uh, that's a nice I, way of saying word it. Where it, can't say so. Uh, the in the frequently asked questions of the press release, which AOC is uh has changed her story about a dozen times. First, it wasn't it wasn't real, then it was another draft. And here it says, uh, I won't read the whole thing, you know, why 100% clean renewable energy, not just 100% renewal and and not just 100% renewable are you saying we won't transition off fossil fuels? Yes. And she goes into talking about zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of uh, flatulating cows and airplanes that that fast. Uh, yeah. Are you ever going to get rid of flatulating cows? Because, you know, if God didn't want us to eat animals, he wouldn't have made them taste so good.
3: I think we should look into the cow flatulating filter industry. There's got to be a way we can filter that out
0: and And put it into a, a renewable energy car
3: yeah, power that harnessed the
0: the cow gas harness the power of of cow gas. Of, of hay after it's been through a uh, a bovine <laughs> processing center <laughs> and amazing, so let's get to uh we got about uh, six minutes left. let's talk about one of the most one of the one of the most amazing things to me <clears throat> of what we what what I'm not gonna say we, but what the people of this country put into put into course almost almost more stupid than electing AOC to Congress. It's only been one month since the most diverse Congress in American history was sworn in, and just one week since the freshman women of Congress made a big scene celebrating themselves uh, during the State of the Union. And yet it looks like Democrats have have a mounting uh, or have a <laughs> have a mounting list of reasons to remove. Over surprise, surprise, the two Muslim women they got in got elected. The first one is Elon Omar of Minnesota, the one who wears the the hijab. Um, I bet you're just as shocked as I am to find out this woman has a long. Hi- Hold on, let me. I forgot to say it with emotion. I bet you're just as shocked as I am to find out this woman. A woman has a long history of anti-Semitism. That's Jew-hating. For the for those of you that don't know, this week she made headlines for tweets that implied she believes the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. I hope my sister in Pennsylvania is listening to this. Uh, the American Israel P- Public Affairs Committee APAC, says Benjamin's slang for money. For those of you that don't know what Benjamins are, that's Ben Franklin on the hundred-dollar bill. To uh, to members of Congress to be pro-Israel. Wait. She implied she believes that AIPAC, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, pays money to members of Congress to be pro-Israel. AIPAC is a lobbying group but does not pay lawmakers money. Seeing they have a problem on his hands, Chuckie Schumer took a break from whining about Trump and acting like a funny boy on the Senate floor to tweet this. Rep- Representative Omar, hold on, let me say it like him." A- Representative Omar, you some anti-Semitic stereotype was offensive and irresponsible. The kind of intolerance has no place in Congress or anywhere in American society. No one should invoke anti-Semitic tropes during policy disagreements.
3: You know, I don't know how you take a woman seriously who, if she had a fruit ball on her head, would look like that chick on the Chiquita banana label. Ah, you know what I'm talking about?
0: I do. I, I, <laughs> uh, I grew up in the, the Chiquita bananas and I'm here to say... This banana box is filled with what? Lemons? Chiquita lemons? Yeah, I know Chiquita banana. You do okay. That's kind of an insult to the lady on Chiquita bananas because she she looks like she's uh tropical or a South American, and, and she probably doesn't hate Jews and, either. And she's thin and probably probably considered uh, you know attractive lady with a big thing of fruit and and uh, but now we're now we're uh, comparing her with uh, Elon <laughs> Omar, who's a squatty looking mutt. <laughs> Um, that uh I don't know i can i'm try, i'm I'm at a loss for words for for some good insults okay but uh but um, Omar's history of anti-Semitism goes way back. Check out this tweet from seven years ago, which would be six years and eleven months before she became a congresswoman. Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Hey, you know what? Hey, uh, all you all you Jewish people out there that that vote Democrat because we don't want women to have uh, rights. You know, what the hell are you thinking?
3: Yeah, I think if you're Jewish and you yeah. vote Democrat in this day and age, you're just an absolute moron. We need to get your sister on the show, Ed, and find out if she's come to her senses yet. Because this makes absolutely no sense. Uh, for. Be- and, of course, Bernie Sanders said, no, we should we should stand next to our Muslim colleagues. That's what Bernie Sanders said recently. Bernie, I'm more Jewish than probably Bernie is. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these people are Jewish in name only. Like, there's a lot of phony Catholics out there as well. That's uh, Ginos. They're um, Ginos. Is that what you call them?
0: Jewish in name only. Okay, that makes like sense. Rhinos, giant. Did you just invent that? Or was yeah, it... I did actually.
3: Sweet, good job, Ed. All right.
0: Omar ished a half-hearted apology for the Benjamin's comment this week, where she was brushing off, brushing off the press who asked her about it. Um, we have a clip of her saying, "Hey, it's in my statement. It's in my statement." We won't play that clip because you can't hear it very good. Um, the quality is low, and this is a high-quality show, so we won't say anything about it. <laughs> It's not just Elon Omar causing problems for the Democrats. Another fresh new face of the Democrat Party, uh, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, is proving to be problematic once again. One month after she was scolded by leaders for saying "impeach the MFR in regards to the president, this week we learned that Tlaib wrote a 2006 column for the magazine Final Call, an official publication of Louis Farrakhan. Is anyone surprised? Tell me it's not so, Ed. No, it's uh, I can't tell you that because it is so. So anyway, hey, we ran out of time. We had a whole, we had a, a handful of more stuff to talk about. Damn. I guess we'll guess we'll throw that that dumb stuff into uh, dumb stuff because it's talking about what other Democrats have said. We'll throw that dumb stuff into the show next week. Scotty, thanks for uh, joining me on the main event. Ed, always a pleasure. And uh, for the rest of you, thanks for listening to the main event. And all, my name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week.
3: Music expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and is invited guests and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 01147747. NMLS 9873 and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 0937346.